1: What's up, gentle listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in for a special edition of the QV Factory Reboot. We have not been here in a while. I know, I know we have missed recording these episodes weekly for you guys, but we figured what better way than to just make a special edition recording because of the big news that, you know, came about this week with Jalen Hurst and his contract extension. And so I am your host, Rachel Prevett, and I am joined by the best co-host in the world. I have missed recording with him so much, the one and only QB expert, Mark Schofield. We are back. We are better. And we are so excited to talk about all of this with you guys today. But before we get into any of this, don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to rate. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on uh, Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram and at VGN underscore radio on Twitter. But we're going to get into this. But before we do, Mark, I haven't talked to you in so long. How's life been treating you?
0: It's been good. It's been good, Rachel. I know we were just talking because you know we're both here in Maryland. Yes. Weather's gorgeous. Allergies are destroying me. Like I am. I, I might as well like buy stock in like Xerotech and Claritin if that's possible because like I'm just like chewing it like it's candy at this point and it's doing nothing. It's it's just like relentless right now. You go outside, the car is just green because it's covered in like pollen dust. Um, but the weather is nice, although. This is the typical like Maryland, you get like a week of spring, right? And we're already getting like upper eighties. I've seen some, some nineties on the horizon and it's like, do we get any time of spring? No, we're like right into summer. So let's open up the pools. Let's go. But I'm doing good.
1: How, how have you been? I've been good. You know, just. Covering news, and I have became a auntie for the first time since <gasps> in December, so that's nice. fun keeping us busy and everything. um But yeah, you've been crushing it with your articles on the SV Nation website. I saw the article that you wrote about Jalen Hurst. It's called How Jalen Hurst Became the Highest-Paid Player in NFL History, so all of you gentle listeners out there, go check it out. You've been crushing it.
0: Thank you You've been crushing it, too. I have a great story about Please. that story Please. that I'm going to tell in a second. Okay. But first, look, we're going to do some quotes, right? Yes. Like, like that's how we started. Yes. And I've got from my current obsession, the okay. show Succession, because Succession is bad. Okay. And I got a quote from Tom. Good old Tom. Oh. Here's the thing about being rich. It's bleeping great. It's like being a superhero, only better. You get to do what you want. The authorities can't really touch you. You get to wear a costume, but it's designed by Armani. And it doesn't make you look like a
1: prick. Oh. Ah. I am not a succession fan. So, you know, I'm toward the list succession, of, aware of
0: succession. It has some of the best quotes. And, I had to edit this because this is, off, after all, a family show. Okay. Um, a lot of the quotes that I wanted to use, I couldn't even edit because um, they were just so ridiculous. But it's a quote about being rich, hey. which I think is appropriate Here's for the highest player in NFL history. Yeah, so there you go.
1: Okay, I love that. I love that. And I feel like maybe I should give Succession a chance. I haven't watched it yet, a- but I hear so absolutely. many people talk about it all the time. I know and there's so much stuff to watch yeah. that
0: it's like it's hard to keep up with it but as we get into like May and June and things slow down a little bit yeah. like give it a chance i think you'll love okay. it
1: okay i definitely will do that um i have a song lyric it's also has something to do with getting paid and i chose um a song from Beyonce Queen B you know my favorite um, from her song Formation and it says always stay gracious best revenge is your paper and i chose these lyrics of course for jalen hurts because we always like talk about his character and how he is just so well mannered and he just always stays high when people sometimes go low and he's been through a lot you know faced a lot of criticism sometimes probably felt underappreciated but i feel like he never lets that show like he always comes off very unbothered just you know hard working continues to grind and after this past season we can honestly say that he's like, you know, proved himself and now he's being rewarded, you know, with this big bag. And so I think that this is a perfect quote for that. Uh, He deserves it. And so pretty much just like, like I said, staying gracious, letting your paper, your paper speak for itself and his success is speaking for him. He doesn't have to respond to all the haters and the doubters. He's just like, I I did it, you know, and now I got the bag.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, I mean, to that point, like, there was a video that came out this week. Uh, Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, was on a local Alabama sports station after this contract was announced. And he told the story of the day before Senior Bowl practice had started, the year that Jalen was down there. He was part of, like, the introductory press conference, Hertz was, with Jim Nagy. And when they opened the floor to questions, one of the first questions that Hertz got was, are you going to practice as a running back this week? And Nagy was like telling the story this week. And he was like, I was so, I was like painfully embarrassed for her. So he had to answer that question because he's been a quarterback. He's always been a quarterback, but he's faced these questions, right? Like he's faced these questions coming into the NFL. Like I remember when the, pa- when the Patriots, that was a Freudian slip. When the Eagles drafted him, yeah. I went live with our good buddy Michael Kist on the BGN instant. We were just kind of like, this is weird. Like we didn't like the pick at the time. A lot of people didn't like the pick at the time. Even like I liked Hertz as a quarterback prospect. I didn't know if the fit made sense in Philadelphia at the time, certainly looking back fit made a lot of sense. And you know, his growth has become in many ways, sort of the benchmark. I was on a bear show last night and obviously Justin Fields and a lot of questions about him and, you know, you keep saying over and over again, look, the the, the Bears are trying to do what the Eagles did with Hurts. Yeah. Build around them, make the leap in year three. Mm-hmm. And that's what like Bears fans are hoping for. They're hoping they get sort of that same leap form from from you know Justin Fields that the Eagles saw from Jalen Hurts. So I love that quote. Fantastic. Thanks, thanks,
1: thanks, Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it. We're gonna touch on all of it. I have some questions for you. I'm gonna share my thoughts, all that good stuff. But um, as we all know. On Monday morning, it was announced that the Eagles, you know, agreed to a five-year extension with Jalen Hurst worth $255 million uh, with over $179 million fully guaranteed. And the big deal about this was the fact that there was no a no-trade clause. And so this deal, like we already mentioned, makes Hurst the first player in Eagles history to earn a deal with a no-trade clause. And so this deal will keep him through 2028. Mind you, he's only 24 years old. He turns 25 years old in August. And so congratulations to hurt Shout out to Howie Roseman for getting this done. And also we got to give his agent fly- her flowers because first black woman to represent a quarterback in the Super Bowl. And now she gets this deal done, making him the highest paid player in NFL history. So, you know, shout out to Nicole Lynn for getting that done. But there are some concerns that people have when it comes to this contract. I'm a fan for it, of it. I feel like he's deserving of it. But, of course, you know, Albert Breer came out and talked about the salary cap issue. Uh, we've heard issues, uh, you know, people worried about the chance of injury when it comes to, comes to Jalen Hurts because he is a mobile quarterback and also just the fact that is he going to be able to stack multiple successful seasons. And so my question for you is did the Eagles make the right decision?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I think this was sort of a no brainer for a couple of different reasons. Like one, you've seen now what Jalen Hurts can be at his best, which is, and I know we're going to talk about tears later, but the goals and aspirations we had, you know, before this season began, he met those in terms of putting himself in the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. So he's earned this deal. He earned this deal. With his play from the pocket. And you mentioned the piece I wrote. I'm going to tell a quick story about that a little bit later because okay. I got a funny little story about that. <laughs> but yes, what he can do as an athlete and as a runner certainly matters in today's NFL. And I touched on that this week. And we've talked about that, right? In this sort of, you know, in the world of the NFL that we're living in, when, you know, defenses are keeping both safeties deep, they're playing lighter up front, they're almost daring you to run. Well, as an offense, where you have the quarterback involved in the run game, your plus one in terms of numbers inside the box becomes plus two or even more depending on what you can do. Mm-hmm. So Hertz's effectiveness as a runner is huge for today's NFL. But what he did from a, as a passer from the pocket, what he did as a passer over the middle, mm-hmm. those were all huge improvements to his game. We spent so much time, you know, last season, mm-hmm. before this season, talking about his growth as a pocket passer. And we saw that over and over and over again. One of my first pieces at the dot-com after week one, was in that game against Detroit, I wrote, you know, Hurts showed against Detroit his improvements as a – and even Eagles fans kind of crushed me for that. They're like, no, 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 he ran too much. He did too much of this. He did too much of that. And I was just like, just wait and see everybody, and, and here we are. So I think the deal made sense. I also think it made sense in this way. Mm-hmm. They went first. Yes. Think about it. Burrow. Herbert, Mm -hmm. Tua, Lamar, they've all got contracts coming now, okay? And I know that there's been a lot of tension about the Lamar deal, and I think that in some senses, you know, this contract may finally sort of stabilize the situation so the Ravens and Lamar can say, okay, we're not all going to go down the road of, like, fully guaranteed big-money quarterback contracts because, you know, the Hurts deal, it's big, but it's not all fully guaranteed. Like you said, 179 of it is. So now maybe the Ravens get that done. Yeah. And so, while yes, Jalen Hurts is the highest paid player in NFL history today, he might not be tomorrow or the week after that once those deals start coming in. It's why when the Chiefs went early on Mahomes, everybody was like, wait, half a billion dollars? What? <laughs> now he's like underpaid yes. by current quarterback it's standards. Like and so six or
1: something. It's, yeah. yeah.
0: And so it's just a matter of time until Hurts is then underpaid. So, going first was very smart for Howie Roseman too. So I, I'm i a huge fan of this deal.
1: Same. No, I am 100%. I love that you mentioned that. I was going to bring that up on the NFC's mixtape. RJ and Brandon got and record every week. And RJ always talks about how he doesn't like when people are like, you know, pretty much like that's the argument. Because at the end of the day, this is just how the QB market works. Like yep. Forever. It's going to, like, you're never going to, it's never going to be set. It's always going to yeah. be higher and higher and higher. So it's kind of like get it when you can, you know. Um, we saw what happened with Kyler Murray; he got his done a little bit sooner um, compared to like Hertz. But at the end of the day, I think that Jalen Hurts was deserving. I don't think that it means anything that the fact that you know Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert will probably end up getting more than him. Good for them, but that's just how. They work.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, in a way, sort of shame on those franchises for not going for like. If you're an NFL franchise right now, once you know that you have the QB, just pay them. You know, if it's year one, you know, if if we get Bryce Young, whoever goes first, you know, in this draft. I know we're going to talk about that in a second. If they start showing signs as a rookie that they're going to be the guy. Go early on the extension. Like, I know you want to, you know, maximize that rookie quarterback contract window, but uh, go sooner rather than later because the price is just going to go up. So, this
1: is another example of Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie like setting the bar. Like, we see how they are when it comes to just value and draft picks, but I feel like this is another example of other. Um, owners and general managers maybe take a, a page out of their book because this is something that they did right, you know, whereas compared to Lamar Jackson, why would you guys wait for- how many years, you know what I'm saying? Until after, and then now look at all of the debacle that's going on. So I'm here for it. I think that he's deserving and I'm glad that they got it done. And now Eagles fans and Eagles media, we can all just kind of relax because it's in the past. Now we're focused on yep. coverage. So they got it done. I'm happy for them. Like I said, shout out to all the people who had parts in this, Um, this past season. Yeah.
0: And I'm so glad you mentioned Nicole. Lynn. Yeah, And that's such a great story because she like reached out via dm it was just like do you have an agent because if you don't i'd love to chat like just a tremendous story and you know that's so great to see too because you know i'm sure her you know voicemail is full right now with a lot of would-be prospects that might not have representation saying hey um can we chat because tremendous story i love that angle to this too
1: So Jalen Hurts this past season, phenomenal job. You already talked about improving when it came to his passing game, which was one of the things that we wanted to see, but also when it came to his running game. So he completed 66.5% of his passes last year, averaged 8.4 adjusted yards per attempt while throwing 22 touchdowns, only six interceptions. But of course, run game is where his strength is. 760 yards, 13 touchdowns last season. Um, And so we know... We saw how he performed during the Super Bowl, arguably could have been MVP, but it's just the fact that the Eagles didn't win, so it went to, you know, uh, Mahomes. And so based off of what we saw from Jalen Hurts, who do you feel like is going to be under more pressure moving forward when it comes to this deal, Hurts or Howie Roseman? Because, you know, like I said, there are those concerns about the salary cap moving forward, you know, right? This year, um, he's not going to be getting... It's not that much of a difference, but when we look at like the next four years moving forward, he's not going to, the Eagles are not going to be able to be as flexible when it comes to their spending, trying to retain, you know, veteran players or even young talented players. And so that's something that's going to be interesting. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on just like the pressure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there's pressure to go around. There's going to be pressure when you become the highest paid player in NFL history to perform. I mean, it just, it comes with the job. There's going to be some pressure on Howie Roseman in the sense that if Hertz struggles, it's going to be, how could you have done this? If he gets hurt, how could you have done this? Now I think Hertz is a powerfully built quarterback. I mean, again, we're doing this less than a week before the 23 NFL draft. And there's all this discussion about Bryce Young and his frame and can he hold up, and when people bring that up, I say, "Look, you know, Jalen Hurts is—he's built like a fire yeah. <laughs> Like he's—it's—they're different frames. And so I think, yes, Hurts dealt with some injuries. We heard about an ankle injury as well uh, in the past couple of days. Um, so there's always going to be that concern. But pocket passers, statuesque pocket passers, get hurt too. Like it's a collision game. Like you can't like, you can't legislate injuries out of the game. Like it's, it's just part of it. And so, you know, it's something to think about. It's something to keep in mind. And certainly if he suffers a, you know, a bad injury or something like that, it will certainly come up. but you know, that's, it's the sport, you know, and the salary cap component of it, you know, the way that they structured it, yes, it accelerates in the terms of the size of the contract in like 25 and 26. We expect the cap to go up every year too. You know, and, and so right now, you know, they've deferred a lot of the big money, too. So he'll be if the salary cap remains the same, a much bigger percentage of the team's overall cap in those years. But if the cap goes up by another 10, 15, 20 percent each year, that will balance it. And I don't think the NFL shows any signs of slowing down, <laughs> does it? Not at all. I mean, for all the thoughts about the league might be died and nobody's going to watch every year, it's like. 25 top-rated shows of the year. Right. 25 football games or 24 football games of the Grammys. Yeah. Like that's how it works. And so, the cap's going to go up. So by the time it gets to the big money portions of this deal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's probably going to balance it out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a third person that's under pressure though. And mm-hmm. That's Brian Johnson, their new offensive coordinator. Okay. Right. Okay. Because as we've seen, look, another sort of path in the Eagles model is, you know, two years with the, or consistency around the coach and St. Steichen you know certainly helped with the development of Jalen Hurts now he's in Indianapolis and so Brian Johnson comes up from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator now there is some continuity obviously he's not a new face like they know each other and they've worked together and all of that stuff but now he's in this sort of play caller role right and so how does he handle that how does he balance what Hurts does from the pocket from outside the pocket so I think you know there's some pressure there as well but you know, that's, that's, that's the beauty of having success, right? With success comes the big contract, comes some of the pressure that comes with it. So, you know, all three are going to face some pressure this year, but I think they're more than up to it from what we saw the season before.
1: Yeah, it is going to be interesting. The the plus side for him is the fact that compared to maybe like the defensive side of the ball when it comes to the Eagles, who which has lost a good amount of players during off season. For the most part, the Eagles' offense is still intact, and a lot of them will be here for the next few years, at least. When it comes to AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, all of that, and so yeah. But that's that's a really good point. I wasn't even thinking about that, so I like that. Um, but this is what I was most excited to talk about: the tiers, of course. Um, like I mentioned last year, I think it was like July, we had talked about the Athletics um, QB tiers column that Mike Sando had put out. And he was just ranking um, all of the NFL quarterbacks. And so Jalen Hurts fell at number 20. He was tied with Carson Wentz, and this was under tier three. And so he was among other quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Mac Jones, um, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence, Jameis Winston, et cetera. And so I just wanted to read off, just to refresh our memories, the different tiers, um, and just discuss, like, we're – Based off of the expectations we had set in place for Jalen Hurts, it's just crazy to see how much he has grown. And so at the time, like I said, Jalen Hurts was at tier three, which was a quarterback that is a legitimate starter, but needs a heavier running game and or a defensive component to win a lower volume drop back passing offense suits him best. Tier 2 is a quarterback who can carry his team sometimes, but not as consistently. He can handle pure passing situations in doses in or possesses other dimensions that are special enough to elevate him above tier 3, but he has a hole or two in his game. And of course, tier 1, a quarterback who can carry his team each week. Um the team wins because of him. We talked about that so much last year. Win because of or just win with and he expertly handles pure passing situations has no real holes in his game. And so we had talked about how even though he had placed Jalen Hurst in Tier 3, we could see Jalen Hurst potentially elevating to Tier 2. We weren't really sold on, like, oh, Tier 1. We just didn't see it based off of his 2021 um, season. But I think it's safe to say that he has proven that he has definitely skyrocketed and is now in Tier 1, you know, proving that he's a win because of quarterback. And so do you agree? You know, you kind of already touched on it, but is he a tier one quarterback?
0: I think so. I think at a bare minimum, he is at the right at the top of tier two. Yeah. Like in the tiers, tiers last year, Matthew Stafford was at the top of tier two at quarterback seven. Mm-hmm. And I think at a bare minimum, Hertz is right there okay. at QB seven, right at the right below the tier one guys. But I could also go as far to say, given the definition of tier one, yes. which is, you know, as you said, the way they rattle it off. You know, a quarterback that can carry his team each week. The team wins because of him. It's that phrase right there. Because I do think that the Eagles win because of him. I agree. On the offensive side of the ball. You think about what Jason Kelsey said all last season when there was the Hurts MVP discussion. And then part of the reason that I kept telling people that Hurts, you know, if I had a vote, you know, Hurts would be an MVP type. Um, him or Mahomes, like that's what it came down to. Was when Kelsey said that, look, everything we do on offense starts with Jalen Hurts. Everything we do, run game, passing game, doesn't matter. Everything we do in our offense starts with Jalen Hurts. To me, that's the pure, that's the best way to describe a quarterback, a player you win because of when everything starts with that player. like And so if you want to slide, I would say, if you want to expand tier one by one more and slide Hurts down at the bottom of tier one, It makes a ton of sense to me because I think, look, the team won games because of him. You know, the next thing he expertly handles pure passing situations. I think he showed that, too. I think he showed that last season. And, you know, the Detroit game in week one, one of my favorite throws of his was against Minnesota the next week, where it was a third and lawn, and it was everything, Rochelle, you and I talked about for so many shows, right? It's third and lawn, and you can see the flash of open grass to the left side. And it's like, he's going to run, he's going to run, but he's just waiting, he's just waiting. And then he drills a throw to AJ Brown and move the chains. And that was early in that game. And that's when I was literally like, okay, I'm seeing what we needed to see. And so I'd kick him to the bottom of tier one. I think he's among the game's best. The contract sort of reflects that. And I think it's just a tremendous, tremendous job that this organization, that this quarterback, that this coaching staff has done to get him there. It's it's just been fantastic to
1: see. I know massively. None of us saw this. None of us called this. And you were touching on in your article, the just growth as a passer. That's what we wanted to see. You know, when we used to talk about it, that was where we wanted to see improvements. And you touched on like, particularly from the pocket. And so, You kind of just already touched on it a little bit, but can you go in a little bit deeper in just what you saw from Jalen Hurst during the 2022 season from the pocket, and are there areas of improvement that we want to see going into 2020 season?
0: uh, season? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I I said that I had a story coming about that article, and so we recorded this on Friday, uh, April 21st, Uh, Thursday, April 20th. I was at my daughter's career day at elementary school talking about my job to third, fourth, and fifth graders. I was there for like three hours and I was showing everybody like SB Nation and stuff like that. And when people were asking like questions about like what it is I do and what it is I write, I a lot of questions were about like, you know, what sort of like skills do you have to have to do it and what do you do and things like that. I pulled up the Jalen Hurts article as an example of like using evidence to support your position Mm -hmm. in persuasive writing. And again, we're in Maryland, okay? (laughs) I live in like the, you know, Gaithersburg, North Potomac area where I'm like 25 minutes from FedEx field. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The number of kids that loved Jalen Hurts and were Eagles fans here in this area, like little third graders, like, have you ever talked to Jalen Hurts? Have you ever talked to Jalen Hurts? It blew my mind. I don't think there was a single Commanders fan. They're all Eagles fans here. And more Eagles fans, I think, than Ravens fans.
1: I, I wouldn't be would really,
0: surprised by any means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so I thought that was absolutely adorable. I love so it, it. A fun morning. Lots of Eagles fans. Yeah. Um at Villa Elementary. It was a fun morning talking to the kids there. Um, as for Hertz, yeah, like yeah. again, it's it's the stuff from the pocket between the tackles, like you know. You pull up his film from last year, as I did when the was announced and went through it all again. And yes, there are certainly some explosive plays outside the pocket. Some of his creativity outside the pocket, which is where the game is trending, is very impressive to see. But it's moments like we saw, like that play against Minnesota, which I highlighted like early in the season, where it's you know working through reads, working through progression, staying in the pocket. And making a throw. I had a, a clip in there, which the kids love to see, of him against Arizona, where he's got a free runner in his face. And it, trust me, I've been there. Everything in the back of your mind is telling you to flee. Like, as you've got somebody barreling down on you. But the job is you've got to stand in there, take that hit, and make a throw. And he hits Smith on a crossing road. And so, you know, the stuff that he did between the tackles, add into the run game stuff, add into the creativity, makes him a complete quarterback makes him the perhaps ideal quarterback for today's NFL with the way that the game is trended. Now, what can he improve upon? Just more consistency with that, stack. like more yeah. sta- Like you said, you said it exactly right. Rachel. just stack in the good plays, stack in the good drives, stack in the good games, you know, don't have that you know, all quarterbacks have bad drives, bad throws, bad games, but like don't string together bad games stack the good plays, stack the good drive stack the good quarter stack the good games and that's what i want to see from him going forward because the big leap and the stuff we were dying to see and craven like he did that yes now it's to do it more and more and more
1: yeah i thought it was really interesting um darius slay has a podcast and yep. he recorded an episode with A.J. Brown sometime this week. I don't remember what day it was, but I was listening to it yesterday. And A.J. Brown was saying that one of the biggest things that he saw from Hertz this season compared to the season before was Hertz just got to a point where he just didn't care. And it's kind of ties into like my song lyric where it's like you're not focused on what everybody else is saying. You're kind of just like grinding and you're just locked in. And so you kind of just disregard all of the, like the naysayers and I think that that definitely showed because you he just seemed so much more confident like you said when it came to the pocket and I do think that having weapons like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith elevates your uh, Dallas Goddard that definitely helps for sure but I thought that that was interesting from his best friend just saying like his mindset has changed also. Like he doesn't care anymore. It's like, I'm going to do what I have to do. And that's all that matters. So I just thought that that was yeah. a really interesting point to hit on.
0: Yeah. And, and we've talked a lot about how like confidence yeah. and you know, that belief in yourself matters so much to the quarterback position. You know, you can't play this position looking over your shoulder and wondering if you're going to get pulled. Yeah. Well, when you're now the highest paid player in NFL history, yeah. you're not going to worry about that. Yeah. Like, you're not worried that, like, the team's going to move on from it. Yeah, The team has basically said, like, you're our guy. Right. You're Here's our franchise <laughs> now. And so he's going to be even more confident yeah, now because you have to have that next play mentality, yeah. right? You make a mistake. You can't look to the sideline and wonder if you're going to get benched because you got to just put it in the past move on. Mm-hmm. He did a very good job of that last year, and I'm so glad you brought that up yeah. with and Brown. As an aside, I'm very curious to hear Slay's next podcast after the news we got on Thursday with a new coach Is coming really? over. But I'm just, uh, you know, we'll just slide that I in, know. see what happens. You know, yeah. definitely going to listen to that one once it drops. Course, um, sure. But it's such a great point, right? Like the confidence in yourself, the belief in yourself, good things stem from that, not just quarterback play, but in life too. I mean, you know.
1: And I just don't see him. He all he's never satisfied. So, I just don't see no. him, even though there are those concerns about him not being able to stack successful seasons or dominant seasons. Like, was that his ceiling? We don't know. I just don't see him just letting up. It's kind of like, no, I mean, taste, you know, like, yeah. So,
0: there's that great story about when he was in Oklahoma, they had a game that they won, but it wasn't the best game. And the team's in the locker room celebrating and he's just taking off the shoulder pads, but he's still in the, you know, the pants and everything got the pads and the thighs and he's in the weight room. Like, that's a, you gotta be different. You know, you get to the NFL, you get to be one of the, you know, 32 quarterbacks in the world that get that job. You gotta be a little bit different. You can never have that mentality that you're satisfied with the success. I mean, Brady, look at all the, the other quarterbacks that have had success. You have to have that, you know, killer drive to just never quit at getting better and improving yourself. And Hertz has that, you know, that's why, you know, we start watching quarterbacks for the draft, Yon Shroud and all the stuff that we're doing over the past couple of weeks and into next week, you can never tap into that, right? You can never tap into watching on film who that person is inside. And, you know, when it's, you know, February and it's cold wherever you are, or it's the off season and everybody's headed to Cancun or to Cabo, And you're going to stay behind and work. Yeah. Like that's good. That's the difference. That's what made, that's what made Josh Allen into who he is. All the work that he put in hurts does the same thing.
1: Yeah. Different. Like you said, it's that Kobe Yeah. Mentality. Um, You just touched on the draft CJ Stroud, Bryce young. We're hearing a little bit about after the combine, Anthony Richardson's stock went up. We're hearing a little bit about, Levis. And so who do you think is more likely to go at number one? Can you see teams taking, I mean, the Panthers taking that risk and going with a player like Richardson? I know that the most recent reports have been more so like it's a race between Young and Stroud. So, what's your insight?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a faceted in quarterback class. I mean, it's one of those years, Rachel, where like all four of those, like, I could make a case for all four of those players going first overall. I honestly could like Stroud's my one, then young, then Richardson, then Levis. And, and I think they're all going to go in the top 10. You know, I, I would be most comfortable personally taking Stroud first overall. Okay. It does seem like it's going to be young. The upside of Richardson is like off of the charts. I mean, I was, I think 22 rows up okay. from the field at Lucas oil for his combine session and first of all like you could feel the electricity like we're watching the first quarterback group where levis and others are going but you're seeing off on the other side of the field him do the richardson do his vertical leap and it's just like the buzz in lucas oil on that saturday and then it's like okay is he actually going to run the 40 and then you see him you can see there's a video camera because they're showing the nfl network coverage and you can see him down a little hallway getting ready to work on his start it's like he's actually going to run and then he runs the four four, and you're like, okay, this is different. This is because he's you know, it's not, it's not somebody my size, no. like, he's a large yeah. being running a four four 40 and a half feet vertical. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, drop the mic, you don't have to throw, forget it, we've seen everything. And then you see him pick up a football and start warming up, and it's like, oh man. And <laughs> ball just explodes out of his hands he was throwing just in his warm-ups like 30 yard simulated dig routes just on an absolute line and it's just it's just different I mean does he have work to do on work that he needs to do yeah does he have things he needs to fix yeah is he this like inexperienced raw quarterback that needs to sit for two years absolutely not I think he can play as a rookie right? okay and yeah and honestly Indianapolis was, what, what their new head coach did with the player we just spent you know thirty minutes talking about, that seems a pretty ideal fit to me. Oh, and so sure. you no, know, I'm I'm very excited about where Richardson might end up. It, it's a fun quarterback class. I, I, we need to get the draft here though, just because I, I lived through this with Justin Fields and now it's happening to Stroud, where it's like oh you know all these like character things and these flaws with them, like this rumblings about like the man in the academy and all this stuff. Stroud's a very good
1: quarterback. Okay.
0: I mean, he puts the football – there are some throws he makes, Rochelle, where it's like he couldn't walk over to the player and hand it to him and put him in a better spot. Oh, my God. I I love his self-awareness, too, because he was talking about it at the combine. Like, should I have run more? Yeah, probably. Like, I kind of regret that, and I'm glad that I did it against Georgia. But I've got Marvin Harrison Jr. I've got Garrett Wilson. I've got all these great receivers, and if they're open and I don't throw it to them, they're going to yell at me. My job is to throw it to them. My youth football coach told me I had to be a a pocket passer. My high school quarterback coach told me that if I don't put the football where it needs to be, I own push ups after every throw. That taught me to be a ball placement specialist. That's who I am. That's what you're going to get in the draft. I love him. I I absolutely love CJ Stroud. I I think, but I do think that all four could be successful.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm excited for it to be here. I'm excited for it to be over because I I just want to see where they end up. But it's a fun quarterback class. I really like this group.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, like you said, I'm excited. Now we have, what, a week? Yeah, next week.
0: Yeah. Friday, so. Less less than a week. We are I'm like ready. six nights. Uh, my goodness, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm ready, so I can only imagine all the draft covers you're doing. You have to be ready. Yeah. But- yeah. Thank you, gentle listeners, for tuning in for a special edition of the QB Factory reboot. We had such a great time recording this episode for you guys, just coming back and you know doing it like old times. And so make sure that you guys... Check out all of the other content that we're going to be dropping for you guys on the night of the draft. We will be doing a live stream, so make sure you guys tune in for that. But make sure that you, you know, leave a rating, write a review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel Monique. Follow Mark on Twitter. What's your handle, Mark?
0: It's just at Mark Schofield. Mark Schofield. Keep it nice and easy. No blue check anymore. That's That's gone. (laughs) Still
1: Still me. Still me. Still me. All right. But yeah, do you have anything you want to plug, Mark, before we get out of here?
0: Uh, A couple of different things. I mean, obviously, like you said, uh, over at the dot com, we're going to be doing a ton of stuff. We have a a group mock draft that uh, JP Acosta, James Dana, Ricky O'Donnell and I did. We sort of each took over like eight teams or so. That's going to go up Monday. You know, as far as like draft coverage, I'm going to have like a draft tracker. I think we're going to be doing live grades. I'm going to have a round two mock. That's going to go up late for Thursday night, early Friday morning. We're to have a round three mock. Like we're going to be doing a ton of stuff. And then everybody else is going to go to sleep when the draft is over. i got the Azerbaijan grand prix coming up what? because I've been doing a lot of F one stuff right yeah. now. And we're actually a um, little spoiler alert oh, here. Yes, we we're going to be dropping a uh, we've carved out. It's going to go live next week. An F one, like hub over at SB Nation. And one of the first things I'm going to get to do early next week, me, Lando Norris of McLaren, one of the F1 drivers, we're going to sit down for like a 15-minute chat. So I'm going to be able to talk to him. I think he's going to be in Azerbaijan when we're doing it. We're going to talk about McLaren's season, the Australian Grand Prix, Azerbaijan Grand Prix. We're going to talk some gaming because he's a big gamer. Um, So that's going to be fun, too. So look for that sometime next week.
1: Did KISS have something to do with this?
0: KISS had a ton to do with this. Let's put it that way. Yeah, just Yeah, I mean, when I came over, he was like, "Man, we need to start doing some F1 stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I like F1, so we can see what yeah. happens with it." And now it, it's kind of grown. Yeah. I think the main thing is Kist and I are trying to get Vox to send us to the Las Vegas Grand Prix in November. That I don't know if it's going to happen, but we're we're driving hard yeah. to the hoop. On that we got one.
1: time, so yeah, you know. we're going
0: to try to make that happen. Yeah. So, so please support the F1 sure. coverage when it drops, gentle listeners, because. The world needs me and Kiss running around Vegas at the end of November Absolutely. for a Saturday night race on the Strip. I mean, I think everybody needs that. Mal, my 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 physical well-being yeah, probably yeah. doesn't need yeah. that, but I think the world we needs
1: We need it. it. We need that content. Yeah. And so we yeah. heard it here for our gentle listeners. We are going to be, you know, eyes and ears out for that. Can't wait.
0: Yep, it's going to be fun.
1: And that is all for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in and go Birds. Go Eagles.